0: Your journey begins here.
1: Shot in 4K ultra high definition. Your number one source for local news. WRAL News. Coverage you can count on.
2: First at 4:30, breaking news in downtown Raleigh. What we're learning about a stabbing that sent a man to the hospital with serious injuries. And we broke the record yesterday, but the record's a little hotter
3: today. Today we'll feel hot though. Temperatures in the upper 90s to around 100. I'll show you how many more days it's gonna feel this hot.
0: And local law enforcement agencies join forces to crack down on illegal ATV and dirt bike activities on roads across the triangle. The new effort they'll announce today to keep drivers safe. 4.30 is the time right now. Some dangerous activities there. We showed you some dangerous heat on the way. Mm-hmm. Once again today, I'm Jeff Hogan.
2: And I'm Renee Chu, and we want to keep you safe, so we'll help you navigate through this heat wave yet again in September. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner in the WRL Severe Weather Center. Nothing but ugh, Elizabeth, when you <laughs> yes, think you know, about the heat. Ugh.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to stomach 100 degrees, you know, even if it's July or August. But, you know, in September, we are ready to be done with it. And, and we will be, but we're not going to see a dramatic drop in our temperature. 76 is the current temperature around the Triangle area. 71 is the dew point, so it definitely feels like ugh when you step out the door this morning. 64 in Roxborough but 74 in Rocky Mountain Wilson, 72 Southern Pines, 73 in Clinton, 77 down in Fayetteville right now. Hour by hour temperatures will be hot. We climbed to 92 at lunchtime and looking right there at triple digits around four or five o'clock in the afternoon. The heat index is going to be up around 104 to 105. Today's likely to be the hottest day before gradually our temperatures begin to drop and I'll show you why that change is coming in just a few minutes. We have Tropical Storm Lee and uh, we're looking at the storm. moving northwest at 16 miles per hour with 50 mile per hour winds. This is a look at its forecast path. It is still forecast to be a major hurricane by Friday morning at Category 3, moving up here just to the north of the Caribbean. Of course, on this trajectory, it will be very interesting to watch where it is headed next, but we have a long time to watch the storm. This is a look at the computer model plots. This is going to be for next Wednesday, um, and that's uh, still well uh, away from the coast of the United States. It does bear watching, and we're going to talk about what could steer it either toward or away from the U.S. Coming
0: up. I'm Brett Neeson, the WRL breaking news tracker in downtown Raleigh, where police are looking for who stabbed a man near the Go Raleigh bus station on Blunt Street. It happened just before 1130 last night. The man went to the hospital with serious injuries. Police shut down part of that station while they collected evidence and worked to figure out what led up to the stabbing. They say it's an isolated incident. I'm asking if they have identified a suspect. This investigation comes less than an hour after police looked into a separate incident at this same bus station where a man had a gash on his hand. I'm also working to find out if police know how that happened. I'll stay on top of both of these stories and keep you updated. Brittany, WRL News, Raleigh.
2: A major crackdown will be announced today and aimed at keeping drivers safe. Several law enforcement agencies, including Durham and Raleigh Police Departments, are joining forces to combat illegal ATV and dirt bike activity. WRL's Kelsey Coffey joins us live this morning to explain why this new effort is so important. Kelsey, good morning.
1: Renee, good morning. Law enforcement leaders across the triangle will come here to the Durham Police Headquarters today to announce Operation Dismount, a crackdown on illegal dirt bike and ATV activity. Now, I want everyone to check out this video. People riding recklessly like this has been an issue for years. Riders have been weaving in and out of traffic doing stunts. Back in June, video surfaced of dozens of riders performing Dangerous stunts and running red lights on Durham-Chapel Hill Boulevard as more than 200 riders swarmed an area. Durham Police Chief Patrice Andrews wrote in a statement that she has formed a multi-jurisdictional task force. Now, some of the law enforcement agencies that will be represented here today include Raleigh Police, the Durham County Sheriff's Office, and North Carolina Central's uh, campus police. And a news conference will be held here today at 1:30. Kelsey Coffee, WRL News. Live in Durham, the
2: extreme heat Elizabeth just talked about is now forcing an elementary school to close today. We learned it's for Spring Creek Elementary in Wayne County. The air conditioner there is broken and until it can be fixed, district leaders say it's going to be too hot for students and teachers to be safe and comfortable inside the building.
0: Today we'll learn more about how much pandemic learning loss is still affecting North Carolina students. Spring test scores for the state students will be released today. The state school board plans to break down the numbers at the meeting this morning, and state leaders have been optimistic that test scores will be better this year. Most of the scores released today will be for higher grade levels, from third grade all the way through high school. A Durham man is facing several charges this morning after leading a deputy on a chase through two counties. 19-year-old Eric Reed is, facing, is charged with felony flee to elude speeding and reckless driving to endanger. Wake County Sheriff's Office says a deputy tried to pull him over on I-440 at about 11 yesterday morning, but he did not stop. The deputy followed the car into Durham County, where the driver stopped in a neighborhood. Three people ran from that car. They were found a short time later on Whitesell Way off Hobson Road. Today we'll get new numbers showing how much COVID-19 is spreading in our state. State Department of Health and Human Services will release new data about the virus at noon today. The number of people hospitalized with COVID has been steadily increasing the past several weeks. And the amount of COVID particles detected in wastewater has been going up since mid-June. Health experts have been warning about a spike in cases because of a new variant that is spreading. Dr. Fauci is echoing those concerns, saying we could see COVID spread more rapidly as we get into fall. The elderly and those with underlying conditions may want to, as the cases increase, to wear a mask when they're in indoor settings, particularly when there are crowds. And I'm not talking about mandating anything. Dr. Fauci says that new recommendations will likely come from the CDC as we proceed into the colder months and as COVID cases rise.
2: COVID's not the only surge we need to be concerned about. The CDC warns RSV cases are already on the rise, especially in the southeast. The agency says regional increases have usually predicted the beginning of RSV season nationally. From August 5th to the 19th, the rate of RSV-related hospitalizations increased from 2 in 100,000 kids to 7 per 100,000. That's for children ages 4 and younger. The majority of those hospitalizations were in babies less than a year old. The CDC is now advising doctors to be ready with the new RSV vaccine for young children to prevent the highly contagious respiratory infection.
0: Today, the Department of Transportation will reopen Hillsborough Street in Raleigh to both east and westbound traffic. That will allow you to once again make the turn onto Hillsboro from Blue Ridge Road. This closure is a piece of much larger construction project you see here on this map. When it's finished, a whole new street will connect Hillsborough Street and Blue Ridge Road. Drivers who have passed these cones and signs for months say they are ready for it to reopen.
3: We've had to go around so many times. I feel like we always have to reroute and go around. And it would help if I could remember that it was
0: closed. The work on the entire project is expected to take another year to complete.
2: Tonight, you can learn more about major redevelopment plans in the works for Cary's Waverly Place. The town will host a virtual meeting about a rezoning proposal tonight from 6 to 8. The developers from Fenton want to rezone Waverly Place to allow for buildings of four to seven stories high. That would include up to 750 residential units and 30,000 square feet of commercial space. You can find a link to tonight's meeting on the town's website. It is 438. Coming up, Alec Murdoch's attorneys are trying to get him out of jail. What their request claims about the jury in the murder trial.
0: And our state is one step closer to Happy Hour, the new alcohol bill that's making its way through the legislative building and what it says about space whiskey.
2: And here's a live look at Raleigh this morning. It's going to be another hot September day. Elizabeth will tell us how hot it will feel and when the cooler air finally moves in.
1: From the WREL Severe Weather Center, North Carolina's most experienced team of meteorologists.
3: It is 442 and temperatures are mostly in the mid 70s as you're heading out the door this morning. 74 in Wilson, 76 in Durham, 77 in Fayetteville. It's pretty typical August morning, even though I know it's September, but it feels like August out there. Clear skies for us with the temperatures in the mid 70s as you walk out the door. I, you don't really need to grab an umbrella or anything like that. Just, you know, kind of brace yourself for the fact that you walk out the door and you're kind of swimming through the humidity out there. If you're planning exercise, again, just like yesterday, um, best time to be out is before lunchtime by noon. Or We're already looking at 92 degrees, and the heat index, of course, will make it feel hotter than that, likely around 100 later this afternoon. It does stay dry today. By the end of the week, we move into a wetter pattern, and I'll show you when we'll have the best chance for rain coming up.
2: New efforts are underway to improve the Nash County Department of Social Services. The agency is now getting outside help to address the multiple violations found in a state investigation, including poor supervision and follow-up during child welfare investigations. This comes after a WRAL investigation into the deaths of two children in its care, Crystal Lane and Chase Hilliard. Nash DSS says it's hired two consulting firms that will help the department with its corrective action plan.
0: A woman is dead after two people were stabbed at a Wake Forest home. Wake County deputies responded to the home on Ligon Mill Road around 1130 yesterday morning. We told you about this as breaking news on our noon news yesterday. They found a woman, a man and a woman there with stab wounds in what was described as a domestic incident. Both were taken to the hospital with serious injuries. The woman died. Police are still investigating.
2: Former Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio will spend the next 22 years in prison. He was sentenced Tuesday for his role in the January 6 riots at the U.S. Capitol. This is the longest sentencing for a suspect involved in the 2021 attack. Before his sentencing, Tarrio apologized for the pain and suffering law enforcement, legislators and others suffered on that historic day in D.C. Prosecutors say although Tarrio was not there on the day of the attack, He expressed his support for the rioters online and was in touch with co-defendants.
0: Nearly a month later, the Lahaina Fire on Maui is now 100% contained. It started August 8th and burned 2,200 acres. The Olinda Fire, meantime, is 90% contained, just over 1,000 acres. And there's another fire, the Kula Fire, there is 95% contained, it's 200 acres. The governor says there are 41 people still reported missing but a list compiled by the FBI and the Red Cross has the names of 385 people still unaccounted for.
2: Today, a trip to the ballpark could help pay for relief on Maui. The Fayetteville Woodpeckers will donate a portion of ticket sales to help people hit the hardest by last month's wildfire. The Woodpeckers partnered with the Aloha United Ways Maui Relief Fund. $5 for each ticket sold will go to the fund. The Red Cross and Salvation Army will help distribute the money where it's needed most.
0: It's a retrial request. Attorneys representing ex-South Carolina lawyer and convicted killer Alec Murdoch say the clerk of courts tampered with the jury that found him guilty. Murdoch's legal team filed a motion in South Carolina yesterday hoping to get their client out of prison. They're asking for a new murder trial the filing states rebecca hill advised the jury not to believe murdoch's testimony and other evidence presented in the case which pressured them to reach a quick verdict it, it, supported by sworn testimony of jurors is that the clerk of court had improper private communications with the jurors and the subject matter the subject matter of those communications was the credibility of the defense that the murdoch legal defense team put up and it was a believability of the defendant's own testimony murdoch's attorney says hill's motive may have been a book deal for herself that would not happen if the case ended in a mistrial murdoch was found guilty of killing his wife and their younger son south carolina's attorney general says they're reviewing the defense's latest motion and will respond at the appropriate time
2: More than 10,000 North Carolinians account for millions in losses for two Internet scammers. A study shows scammers got away with $175 million. The average loss per person was over 16,000. This marks a huge uptick in money lost to scams last year. It's more than double the amount lost two years ago. For the full analysis, check out the story on WRALtechwire.com. North Carolina is another step closer to Sunday liquor sales, happy hours, and even space whiskey. A bill to overhaul the state's alcohol beverage laws passed a House committee yesterday. A lot of components to this, including being able to buy liquor on Sunday, allowing drink discounts in the afternoon, and giving tax breaks for a Durham company that wants to age whiskey in space. The House Alcoholic Beverage Control Committee added something new, legalizing alcohol sales at community college sporting events. The bill has to clear two more committees before it receives a full House vote.
0: Depot Park in downtown Sanford is getting renovated. It'll close to the public as renovations get underway soon to preserve this historic landmark. The depot building was built in 1910 to service passengers of three rail companies with stops in Sanford. Because of the construction, the annual fall concert series has been moved to Horner Square parking lot. It's scheduled for tomorrow at 6:30 and every Thursday this month.
2: It is 447 as we prepare for near record-breaking heat. Still going to be really hot, close to the century mark, Elizabeth. Yeah, looking at 100 potentially. We were looking at 100 yesterday. We didn't quite get
3: there. We got to uh, uh, 99 sort of in the intermediate uh, observations, but officially 98 degrees. So, you know, it, it doesn't feel that much different. 98 to 100, we're at it again today. 76 is our current temperature in downtown Durham here. 71 is the dew point. So it is hot and sticky, and our temperatures will climb into the 90s by lunchtime, so you don't have a whole lot of time to uh, get outside without feeling too uncomfortable. We take a look at our tower. The top of the tower lit in blue there for our clear skies this morning at around town, looking at 100 in Raleigh, 99 in Durham and 100 in Fayetteville. This will not be a record hot day. 104 is the record for today. Yesterday the record was 97, so a pretty considerable difference in those records. So that one was an easy one. Um, Today we will not likely hit it. As a matter of fact, we've only hit 100 once this year. It was August 15th um, in uh, in uh, around the Triangle area. We've had though a lot of hot days. 61 days at 90 degrees or hotter, and the yearly average is 43. The record set back in 2010 was 91, and uh, it doesn't. I mean, it it would be almost impossible for us to hit that. You never say never, but it does not look like we'll break that record. Fortunately, um, however, so far um, for uh, September, we've had uh, three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, days in the 90s and the average for September is four days and the normal last 90 degree day is September 12th. So that's not far from here another week or so and we're past when we normally see the last 90 degree day of the year. 85 is normal and we get back into the 80s Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It looks like potentially we'll have some cooler temperatures for next week. We have this front that comes swinging through the green here that you're seeing is humidity. It's not necessarily rainfall, but just a lot of moisture in the atmosphere. Our cold front arrives. On Thursday late in the day and then just stalls here. Notice how it goes to stationary, just kind of hangs out here into the day Friday and so we'll continue to have the humid conditions, but temperatures will be a little bit cooler with this front hanging around. We'll have a better chance for some showers and thunderstorms. We're looking at, of course, very hot day today at 196 for tomorrow. The heat index tomorrow, today and tomorrow, obviously both going to be in the 100s. It still could be as high as 100 on Friday, but it should begin to ease up for us a little bit Saturday and Sunday. Taking a look at our seven day forecast and you see these temperatures. Temperatures dropping in 91 on Friday looking at temperatures in the 80s over the weekend and maybe back to 91 again for Tuesday. Of course, the tropics are active. Not only are we looking at tropical storm, Lee likely to become a hurricane. There's another system out there in the Atlantic. I'll show you it coming up in just a few minutes.
0: Thanks, Elizabeth. A three-legged bear broke into a patio in Florida and it was all caught on camera here by a 13-year-old. It even managed to open the mini fridge and the bear's drink of choice might surprise mm-hmm. you.
2: Plus, new technology can help detect autism in kids as young as 16 months old. How the tool works and how early detection can lead to a better outcome for children. It is 4.54 on your Wednesday morning, going to be another hot one getting to 100 degrees for Raleigh as we look live at North Hills.
0: All right, get this three legged bear that people in a Florida neighborhood called Tripod broke into a patio over the weekend and had himself a small party. A 13 year old boy caught it all on camera. Joseph Delio was watching TV and he heard his dog barking, which alerted him that eh, there was something happening outside on the patio. The bear had ripped through the screen and got inside and once he got inside, Decided to help himself to the fridge where he grabbed two white claws. Of course, what else is he gonna drink? The bear's ability to open the fridge was pretty cool, also pretty concerning.
1: Once I saw him open the fridge, I got scared that he could open the doors to like the houses. I feel like I gotta lock all the doors now. Oh my god, okay, I gotta go lock out my dog.
0: Yeah, start with the dog there. It was ultimately the dog that scared the bear away. Joseph says it is the second time a bear has broken through the patio screen just to give a little poke around inside, see what he can find. Bear claws on the white claws. (laughs) Away they go.
2: (laughs) Just drawn to those white claws. His favorite flavors, (laughs) mango and strawberry. Those were the ones that he picked.
0: He's got good taste, and uh, <laughs> he's been in there a couple times, I guess. So they've had a couple of break-ins. The
2: second time?
0: He's coming back.
2: He knows where the good stuff is. Mm-hmm. All new this morning. Doctors may soon have new technology to diagnose autism in children more quickly and accurately. Two studies released yesterday suggest an eye tracking tool could diagnose autism in children as young as 16 months old. It is called Early Point Evaluation. The FDA cleared the tool to help clinicians intervene earlier than ever before. Early detection can lead to treatment approaches which help improve outcomes for children with the developmental disability. Grab your favorite book and snuggle up because it is National Read-A-Book Day. Every September 6th, the nation is invited to turn the pages of one of their favorites or pick up something new. Numerous studies over the decades have stressed the mental benefits of reading, which include boosting a person's memory and concentration. If you flip open a book today, you're encouraged to spread the word on social media by using the hashtag #ReadABookDay.
0: a Well, we're closing in on it. Almost time to kick off another NFL season. You can see plenty of the action right here on WREL. Defending Super Bowl champ Kansas City Chiefs host the Detroit Lions to get the season started tomorrow night. Pre-game starts at 7, kickoff will be at 8-15.
2: Coming up, someone was stabbed in downtown Raleigh overnight. What we're learning about that stabbing, that sent a man to the hospital and a separate incident at the same place.
0: Also today, we'll learn more about how students in our state are scoring on tests. What we're expecting to learn about how your child is learning in the classroom.
2: Plus, flamingos are showing up in odd places, Ohio, Kentucky, And even here in North Carolina, Ken Smith will tell us why they're so far north and where they were spotted in our state.
3: Tax day is coming. Oh, no.